Saturday afternoon at 4 on Radio Catskill. Hello. If you're a book reader, and even if you're not, I'd like to invite you to join me, Aaron Hicklin, Sunday at noon for Shelf Life on WJFF Radio Catskill, a show about books and the people who love them. Hi, I'm Ari Shapiro, and I'm going to be on Shelf Life talking about two of my favorite books. That's Shelf Life on Sundays at noon on WJFF Radio Catskill. WJFF Jeffersonville, W233AH, Monticello. Good morning. Welcome to Catskill Character. I'm your host, Donna Fellenberg. Today I'll be playing the interview I did with Jane Luxinger last May, the day before Mother's Day. I dedicated that show to my 100-year-old mom, Blanche Agnoli, who passed away in September 2022. In honor of National Women's Day, I dedicate this show to Blanche, Jane, and women everywhere. We rock. My guest today is Jane Luxinger, who some in Narrowsburg might call the mother of us all. She's ubiquitous. She's volunteered for more organizations than she probably remembers, and even dresses women of the community with her fabulous fashions. Here's my conversation with Jane Luxinger. Jane, welcome to Catskill Character. I'm so happy to have you here today. And thank you, Donna. This is rather exciting. It is exciting. It's exciting for you and for me because I haven't been here in two and a half years. So you were my first guest back in the station. You grew up on Long Island in a little one-square-mile town called Carl Place. Tell us about it. Well, it was, like you said, one square mile. And so when we went to school, we went to kindergarten with the same people that we graduated high school with uh, because it was so small. It wasn't as small as the classes here. I think we had about 150 people graduate, but um, it was a lovely community to grow up in. Very nice. Lovely community and a lovely time. Yes, yes, that's Mm. for sure. Well, you and your husband met when you were 14, which I find so adorable. After you dated, you got married, and you lived in Panama for some time. What was that like? Well, let me just say one thing. My mother made me promise I'd get two years college education before we got married. So I did, and three weeks later we were married. And he was in the service. He was then stationed in Panama. We were there for two years. Our first child, Claudine, was born there. It's tropical, obviously tropical. It would rain at 10 o'clock and 2 o'clock every day in the rainy season. In the dry season, everything got brown, but otherwise everything was lush green. Mm. When it rains, you almost had to pull off the side of, to the side of the road because it rained so hard you couldn't see in front of you. It's tropical, so there's beaches, but I'm not a beach person, so I think I went to the beach three times in two years. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just not a beach person. So, But what was nice is the camaraderie of the other service people. You know, when you're in the service, everybody makes the same amount of money. So as second lieutenants, we all made the same amount of money. And so there's no competition, there's mm. no whatever. It was you're all in the same boat. Yes, it was wonderful. Then I, I guess you came back here, and your husband, the late Jack Jackson Luxinger, yes. also did a tour in Vietnam, and you told me he left you barefoot and pregnant, and when he came back, you had not one but two children. That's right. We had our son 
Andy. Jackson was in Vietnam at the time and didn't see him until he was eight months old. Oh, wow. Mm. That must have been so terrifying, having him over there. My daughter says, you don't remember the bad things, and mm. I think that's true. Yeah. So I just put it out of my mind. Great. I knew he'd be home, and he did come home. Having two kids did not stop you from working. As you told me, you're not afraid of work. How did you end up being a hospital administrator? Well, you know, that two years college education wasn't enough. So I went back to school and I went to Stony Brook University and I got my bachelor's degree in something called cardiorespiratory sciences. Now, was that something that you were thinking about? Oh, I, I'd like to go into Absolutely the car. Absolutely not. You <laughs> have to let life take you on its path. At the time, I thought I wanted to be a nurse, and I applied to the nursing program at Stony Brook, but they told me it was highly, highly competitive, and my husband said, you really shouldn't put all your eggs in one basket. So I went back to Stony Brook, looked around, and there was something called cardiorespiratory sciences. I had no clue what that was about. Uh, but you had to be interviewed before you were accepted to the program. And I walked out of the interview saying, wow, I could do all this maybe? There was a lot of opportunity in that particular Yes, you could. Field. In those days, you could be a perfusionist, which runs the heart-lung bypass machine. You could be a tech in the cardiac catheterization lab. You could do non-invasive cardiology, which are things like card, um, echocardiography, or you could do pulmonary functions, or you could do respiratory therapy. And I ended up in pulmonary functions, probably my least favorite of all of them, but that's where the job was. And I uh, just worked in the lab and then was promoted to the manager of the lab, the you know, the divisional administrator, and then the uh, administrator for the entire Department of Medicine, which had nine different divisions at the time. Yeah. So by the time you got to that position, you had really gone through the department. You really knew the ins, ins oh, and outs. For pulmonary, because we were young then, we started a sleep laboratory. We had um, pulmonary rehab we started in our in our pulmonary division. Wow. It was a great, yeah, it was a great career because it was always evolving, always evolving. So I loved it. Well, I get from talking to you that you're a very determined person. I think you told me that you traveled 96 miles round trip to go to that job. I did. How did you start sewing? Oh, so. Because that's another well, great thing that you know, you've done. That, well, you know, my mother sewed. She was petite. They didn't have petite sizes in her days, so she sewed. And she didn't want to teach me to sew because she thought it was a chore. But I loved to sew, and so eventually she did teach me. And then I sewed when I was younger. Um, I think my first dress I ever wore that I made was in sixth grade. Wow. I can sew a hem. Oh. <laughs> Because I learned it in home ec. Listen, I think I sewed better in the old days. I don't know. But but I, I dropped it then when I was going back to school because, of course, I had the kids Busy. and I was going back mm. to school and I was working. So I dropped that for a long time. And then when I retired and came up here, I think is when I got back into it. Yeah, yeah I did. And I love to repurpose and I love to find... Well, I love textiles. In fact, I have a bad 
bad desire to have textiles. I think. Are you saying you have a textile addiction? Um, I hate to use the word addiction on public radio. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly do have a, a desire, though, for textiles. So, mm. But I like to buy um, the... the I don't like many of the textiles that you get nowadays. I like the older textiles yes. for the most part. Yes. And I like to repurpose things. So some of your picnic bags are made from like old, those beautiful old tablecloths perhaps? Or? Well, I do a lot with tablecloths. Mm. Usually they're large enough I can make a dress with a tablecloth. The picnic bags that I'm making right now are made from cutoffs, leftovers from upholstery material, predominantly, predominantly. But tablecloths, um, uh, shower curtains, um, all kinds of things I use. And your stuff is on display at the Velvet Maple, I think, where you, you work there sometimes. Yes, you help her Alessandra out, Alessandra. Finish, she yeah. often asks me to uh, work. Yeah, yes. so your your picnic bags are there. Yes, the some, picnic bags are there. That's great. Well, you know, we, we talked about um, Jackson before. I was hoping maybe you'd tell the listener a little bit about him. Well, Jackson had an infectious laugh. Anybody who knew him uh, would think of him that way. Uh, he was just a lot of fun to be with. He was an arborist. He studied forestry in college when... Uh, I guess there was no such thing as, uh, e well, I guess there was such a thing as ecology and environment, but he was a, a studied forestry, and people used to say, is he going to be a forest ranger? No, <laughs> he wasn't, but he just loved the out-of-doors. In fact, I often said he would have been a hermit if he hadn't met me. It doesn't make sense, because what he loved... When he was with people, people loved to be with him because he was so much fun, but he really liked being alone. Well, he was an introvert, in other words, and people mistake introverts. They think that they don't like people, but introverts do like people. Oh, my gosh. Yes. They just like being by themselves and doing their thing yeah, yeah. better sometimes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Before we take a break, I want to do two more things. I want to just mention that I think the beauty of your relationship with Jackson was that each of you had your own thing. Yes, I often say, you know, when we were kids, we, we were on the same path, and then all of a sudden the path split. But we always supported each other in whatever our path was. And uh, yeah, that, I don't think a lot of people understood that because I was always going in one direction, he in another, but still we would come together. Yeah, well, yeah. I have that kind of relationship with my husband. I think we have our own stuff that we do. And then at night when we're having dinner, we talk about what we did during the day. Uh -huh. and uh -huh. yeah, sometimes he's interested, sometimes he's not. But <laughs> <laughs> well, well, in all. Sometimes we had dinner together, and sometimes I'd get home too late. It depended, too. Yeah. 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 When the children were younger, I made more of an effort to get home you know, for dinner. Mm -hmm. You know, in the beginning of the show, in the intro, I say people in Narrowsburg might consider you the mother of us all because you have had so many volunteer jobs. You, not only your other job, but your your community spirit. So I, I was hoping you would just kind of rattle off well, your I jobs. Well, I will, but I want you to understand when I did drive 96 miles round trip every day, I had no time. For, I think when I moved up here, I 
felt like it was time to give back. Yeah. So when I first moved up here, actually WJFF was my first stop. Yay! So I stopped here, but that was just a very short stint. Uh, then I went on and worked for uh, Bethel Woods. My station was actually at the bottom of the handicapped tram, or hand, and just to help people off of that. Oh, great! Uh, off of that, uh, that was my station. I did that for just a couple of years. Uh, one of my really fun jobs, uh, besides those two, was to work in the office of Sullivan Renaissance, and that's where I learned about all the wonderful things that Sullivan Renaissance does, and therefore. I became involved with the Narrowsburg Beautification Group because I saw the opportunity for Narrowsburg to um, get some grant funding for beautification, which I have to say I was Janie come lately because the beautification group had started years before I even arrived. Then I was a member of the Chamber of Commerce in Narrowsburg and actually was president a couple of years. The Tustin Lions Club, I was elected to the library board. Uh, I was secretary on the Delaware Valley Arts Alliance, um, growing older together. Hence, the mother of us all. This is what I'm talking about, Jane. <laughs> We're gonna take a quick break here and we'll come right back, okay? This is Catskill Character, and we're about to take a break, then come back to hear more from my guest, Jane Luxinger, right here on WJFF Radio Catskill. Support for Radio Catskill comes from Jeffersonville Bake Shop, offering breakfast and lunch to go or to stay, and coffee, Wi-Fi, and space for getting work done remotely. JeffersonvilleBakeShop.com From the Schwangunk Journal, serving the towns of Warwasing, Crawford, Mamakating, Rochester, Schwangunk, and everything in between. SchwangunkJournal.com And from listeners like you. Hi, Angela Page from Folk Plus. On the Folk Plus shows that I create, they are lyrically driven and based on a theme. I choose the songs with music that moves my heart and lyrics that engage our minds. Take an intelligent, intimate journey with today's singer-songwriters and join me on Folk Plus, Sundays at 4. Last night I saw the horse king when he was in his prime. Hi, I'm Mimi Bradley, Radio Catskills Development Manager. When you include Radio Catskill in your estate plan, your generosity will provide a lasting legacy that will affect thousands of other listeners for years to come. The rewards go beyond the tax savings that can result from your gift. Through planned giving, it is possible to make gifts to Radio Catskill you might have previously thought impossible. Call me on 845-482-4141 to have a conversation about your sound legacy for Radio Catskill. Welcome back to Catskill Character. If you've just joined me, my, desk, my guest today is Narrowsburg's own Jane Luxinger. Jane has volunteered for more organizations and boards than you can shake a stick at. She's an expert seamstress, a gardener, and as you're about to hear, she's got projects she's presently working on. So let's get back to it. Jane, we all have dreams, some big, some small. I'd love for you to tell the listener about your dream. Actually, there's two. Okay. Um, one of them is, uh, in honor of my husband, I would like to have an arboretum that's open to the public. I did start 
uh, having a professional landscape architect draw up some plans and included in the plans is a Japanese garden and so I do have a Japanese garden that has been started and anybody who would like to come visit just let me know and I'm I happy think to there's a there's still a video of that on YouTube correct it could be because the Western Sullivan Public Library did something mm -hmm. during the COVID uh, lockdown times they did some um, video uh, videos yes yes but each year it gets bigger the trees get bigger and better the garden mm. doesn't so that's something that i would really like to see and another one is because i i don't think i told you this but because because i believe in community and giving back to community um i with two other individuals and i I'm not going to mention their names because I didn't ask them. I've started the Upper Delaware River Valley Fund, which is a fund um, that will benefit arts and culture, and we had WJFF in mind actually, as well as seniors mm. um, that they can apply for grant funding through the Upper Delaware River Valley Fund. Um, although it's not the fund isn't big enough yet to start. Um, giving out grants but we're working on it that's fantastic yeah it's it's really exciting to me really exciting to me and the reason is I'm going to tell you this the reason is because when I moved up here I came from the the hospital world where the grants were in the hundreds of thousands of dollars for the researchers and so I came here and it was a bit of a shock to see the numbers how small they were however when I did get involved with Growing Older Together and some other organizations, DVAA, I saw how far a little bit of money went and how important it is to these not-for-profit organizations. And so that's why I think that it's important for us to have this um, fund yeah. to help the not-for-profits. And if someone is interested in this organization, Growing All Together, can they find information about it on the Growing internet? Growing Older Together or yeah. Upper Delaware River? Uh, Growing Older Together does have their own website. Yeah, because that's a little bit, that's further on than your new... Yeah, Growing Older Together is uh, an organization, a grassroots organization that has grown, and its purpose is to um, assist people age 60 and older with um, different um, needs that they may have so that they can stay in their own homes as long as possible mm. without having to... Um, pay somebody else or whatever. It's a membership organization and so you do pay a membership dues but then you just pick up the phone if you need a ride to the f doctor's office or ladies want to get their hair done or to a friend or I've had them plant trees. There's a lot of things growing older together will do. And I think you have a new uh, executive director. Well, we're thrilled because our grassroots organization has matured so that we uh, were five years um, since we launched services, and we've matured to the point that we've hired an executive director. And we, we our area that we concentrate is um, Western Sullivan County and Wayne County, and we're now going into Pike County. Oh, uh, great. Pennsylvania. Yes, it, it's a wonderful organization, and we provide wonderful services. So I won't say who the person is. 
because you haven't mentioned his name, so I don't know whether I'm supposed to say his name or not. But he is a Catskill character. So oh. just want to let you know that. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about fashion for the voluptuous lady. <laughs> well, you know, I just like to sew. And I get these pieces of fabric often that are from thrift stores, yard sales. Um, rarely do I buy fabric in a fabric store. And then I hold the piece of fabric up and I try to figure out what to do with it. And if it's going to be something for myself, I start throwing it over this shoulder, throwing it over that shoulder, and trying to figure out what to do. And sometimes they're strange. Sometimes they're not so strange. I, I don't know what else to say. Um, it's just a lot of fun. A oh, lot that's, of fun. that's great. You know, it, it, it's so crazy in this country about this idea that we have to be thin. We all have to be thin. And I've got news for you, as I told you before, the more diets you go on, the bigger you're going to eventually get because what we resist will persist. And I could do a whole, I could do a whole month's worth of that, this, but that's different. We're gonna, we're gonna, I don't want to hear that part. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to move on to your picnic bags. Okay. The picnic bag is something that I came up with. Um, the Velvet Maple uh, is kind enough to sell a lot of things that I make. and not, Smart enough. Not for just um, the larger sizes I make. Things. Sometimes it's a small piece of fabric. I guess it has to be for a small. But the picnic bag is a, a bag, just what it says, and it's got a holder for wine bottle. It's got a holder for um, a loaf of uh, Italian or French bread. Um, a holder for glasses and a holder for your cheese so it's and a holder for uh, you know it's wide enough so you can throw a blanket or, or a, yeah, a blanket in there and sandwiches whatever you like you so. know what I love about that Jane what the heck do you do with a picnic basket when you're not using it for a picnic well, that's my point but this you could fold it yep. up and put it in a closet that's right that's right. I, that's the part that I like so much Brilliant. About. And they're at the Velvet Maple. Okay. Well, you mentioned earlier that, or maybe I mentioned it, that you and your daughter Claudine started a business together, and it involves glamping, a term some may not know. So would you tell the audience, sure. the listener, what glamping means? Yes. Glamping is simply glamour. That's the glam. Camping, that's the ing, glamping. So it's glamour camping. And what it is, um, I started the business, I guess, about 11 years ago, 12 years ago. Is this in Narrowsburg? Know. Yes. On your property? Yes. Yes, because you can come to the, you can go to the glamping site and then you can go to the Japanese garden. Oh. And you know how they had that movie, um, A Night in the Museum? Yes. I always think it could be a night in the Arboretum. Wouldn't that be nice? Oh, yeah. So the glamping site, you'll have to come see it, mm. is a tent, a canvas tent, and it has a queen-size bed, a sitting area with a love seat and chair. Uh, I call one little part the kitchen, which is really just um, uh, a coffee maker. 
and a little dining table. It's not so little, it's an oak dining table. And then you go down a short hallway of about eight feet with French doors that open to a patio. And at the back of that hallway, eight feet, is a bathroom, which is the... How is this a tent? I don't, I don't well, understand. The, the, the hallway and the bathroom are attached to the tent. Okay. They're not part of the canvas part. They're, okay. They're a permanent uh, part. Mm-hmm. So, But you won't know it when you're in there. You think it's all attached. And the bathroom has an oversized shower with spa jets, a toilet, and sink, a marble sink. It's, yeah. Spa jets? Spa jets in the shower. And uh-huh. the oversized shower fits too. Ooh, nice. It is nice. So glamping, in other words, is glamorous camping. camping. Glamour camping, yes. And I'm assuming that the tent is up on some kind of a It's on a platform. platform, absolutely. And then you have your own campfire site. There's only one unit right now, so you are by yourself in the woods. Are you planning on doing another? Well, that's a possibility, but I've um, given the business to Claudine, so that would have to be her possibility, I guess. Didn't you tell me that you used to do, like, bring breakfast to your guests? Well, you know, we had that storm, I think, 2018 in our area, the straight line storm, but I had a tree house. Jackson always wanted a log home. I always wanted a tree house, so we compromised and got a log sided tree house built. And I used to serve breakfast in the tree house. Oh, wow. However, with the storm, the straight line storm, the tree house steps got um, damaged. So I had the tree house lowered and moved into the Japanese garden. So the tree house is now a tea house. Aren't you clever? Well, that could have been Claudine's idea, actually. But so it's a tea house in the Japanese garden. And I am thinking about serving breakfast once again in there. That's, that is an added value, yeah. definitely. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun because when you serve breakfast to your guests, they, they're enthusiastic. They want to see your area. They want to know where to go, what to do. And you just see the enthusiasm all over. And you're practically a tour guide. Well, you you become that. You right. Know, you become most of them. I want to say they love our area where we live. Everyone, we're so fortunate. Most people like to hike, but then they're camping, so they're not. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're outdoorsy people. And how long is that? Uh, the glamping site been I on think your property? Eleven or t- eleven years, twelve years, something like that. And it's called Blue Hill. Blue Hills Farm because the first settlers in the Catskills called them the Blue Hills. And I live on an old farm, so... I did not know that. Yes, and if you look at it in the distance, you do... looks kind of blue. Hmm. Yeah. So is that on Airbnb? Yes, that's how you would um, locate it on Airbnb. So just go to Airbnb. Right. Blue Hill Farms, Narrowsburg. Right. And you'll... Right. It You'll run into if it. She's, Claudine sometimes, uh, well, it's not open in the winter, so she doesn't even have the site up in the winter. Because mm-hmm. people, well, I get calls to this day. Uh, I'd like to reserve it in January. But, you know, canvas doesn't hold heat, so we close it down. Yeah. What about during COVID? COVID was perfect because you're all people by are yourself. Outside, and yeah. you just clean it in between. So it was perfect mm. for COVID. 
Well, Jane, you are an inspiration. You really are. <laughs> thank thank you. you so much for joining me today. I really loved having you on. Oh, thank you. This has been a lot of fun, Donna. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Catskill Character with today's guest, Jane Luxinger. Catskill Character is on every Saturday at 1130 right after Farm and Country, except for the last Saturday of the month when you'll find Greg Triggs hosting his podcast, Travels with Triggs. I hope you'll join us then for more interesting characters of the Catskills and beyond. I'm Donna Fellenberg. Thanks so much for listening. Radio Catskill supporters include Grizzly Bagels, small batch handmade New York-style bagels in Calicoon, New York. Available for pre-order, in-person pickup, or shipping within New York State. Grizzlybagels.com From the River Reporter newspaper in Narrowsburg, riverreporter.com And from listeners like you who donate at wjffradio.org. Hi, this is Laura Flanders, and you can catch The Laura Flanders Show, which I produce right here in a cabin in Sullivan County every Monday night at 7 p.m. on Radio Catskill. You'll hear interviews with social critics, artists, activists, and entrepreneurs, forward thinkers who are building tomorrow's world today, deep conversations about change with the leading thinkers and doers of our time. That's The Laura Flanders Show, Monday night, 7 p.m., right here on Radio Catskill Public Radio for the Catskills and Northeast Pennsylvania. Hey, it's Francis Lamb, host of The Splendid Table. This week, it's hands-on cooking with chef and chopped judge Manit Chauhan, wonderful cookbook author Don Perry, and we get to introduce you to the newest member of The Splendid Table family, our new podcast, The One Recipe, and its host, Jesse Sparks. It's coming up on The Splendid Table. The Splendid Table, Sunday morning at 11 on Radio Catskill. WJFF Jeffersonville, W233AH Monticello. Radio Catskill. Thanks for listening, and thanks for supporting public radio for the Catskills and Northeast Pennsylvania.